Well, good evening. It's a Wednesday night, and we're coming to you live from Livingston, Montana, and also live from Oregon as well. I'm super excited about tonight because we have someone that I just dearly love, and uh, I'm so happy that she is throwing her hat in the ring to be uh, running for governor of Oregon, and she's doing it the way I would have done it, <laughs> you know, not the traditional way. And I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. Betsy Johnson will be joining us in just a couple of minutes. We cannot do our show without sponsors like Chris Dental, Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. Also, Buck Sanitary Service. And I put together this video because you guys, you got to see what they have available now. So I know when you got to go, you got to go and you're not going to wait for a buck sanitary service order party. But if you're having a wedding or an event, uh, that's who you need to go to to find your uh, your restroom facilities. Derek Roser is going to be here a little bit later in the show to give money away. Uh, not real money, but money to um, to uh, I got to look up the name here. Blue Rose Auto. They do that ceramic coating, not the fake stuff at the car wash. This is the real deal. And Derek's having his uh, Bronco, his brand new Bronco. Uh, done. And so he's going to be here after Betsy. And then we got to throw out our Dr. Bratlin. Now get ready because he's going to challenge you a little. This is Dr. Michael Bratlin from Chris Dental. Too many good people are leaving Oregon. Why? Because people like you and I have sat back for years and allowed these radicals to slowly take control. They have infiltrated every aspect of our lives from school board members to governor. Well, I say this stops now. Let's take back Oregon. Stop talking about change. Actually do it. Why? Because if you are like me, I love Oregon and I'm not leaving. He's not leaving. <laughs> and he's joining us is Betsy Johnson. Uh, do I do we still call you senator because you were a senator? Do you still get to keep that title? Well, let's put it this way. I called Senator Hatfield, Senator Hatfield until the last day I saw him. But I don't want to pretend that I'm something I'm not. I think it may pertain to the United States Senate, but maybe not so much Oregon. Before we start, can I just comment on your advertisers? Yes. Buck Sanitary, I just love. Um, I wish I'd known about them kind of porta potties when I got married. We just had the blue ones uh, and uh, all painted up pretty like that. And the mobile showers, in all seriousness, if Buck Sanitary has about 5,000 of those, send them to Portland. Uh, we got people that need showers all over this city. So those are very cool advertisers. And I love Chris Dental. So uh, you got great advertisers. Yeah. And Chris has donated to your campaign because he's just, uh, Michael has, because he just loves what you're doing. He just, he, every time I talk about you, Betsy, he goes, I just love her. Because well, we had I, you last time and a lot of people got really, really into um, what you were talking about. Because you're just, you're just off the cuff. You just do, you, you say it like it is. And I think that's what we need in politics in Oregon. Don't you? Oh, I do. And his message could not be more spot on right now. I mean, it, it's one thing to just say, screw it. Um, I, and I'm not casting aspersions on anybody because some people have a, a worse tolerance point. But God, if the good people, if the dentists, if the entrepreneurs, if the inventors, if the manufacturers all give up on our state, we're just screwed. Yeah. And so I don't want that dentist to leave our state. We, we need people like that here. 
And I hope to God, if I get elected governor, that I can turn around those folks that are saying Idaho or Montana or Tennessee or wherever. I'll just anecdotally tell you, I've had two windows broken in downtown Portland in successive weeks. And I took my car to the glazier and she said, this may be the last time that I work on your rig. She's taken care of my husband's company cars forever. And I said, why? And she said, we're sick of it. We're going to Tennessee. So it was sort of a double blow. First of all, my car window gets broken out. And second of all, a very competent glazier is going to give up on us. I, I, that's one of the reasons I'm running. Bush says you want to incentivize uh, yet small business to stay in Oregon and stop taxing the hell out of them. Stop taxing the hell out of them. Stop regulating them. Stop acting like they're the enemy. I had the opportunity to talk with a very high uh, intel official. And at the during the course of the meeting, the question came up, could anything have been done to stop the intel flight of part of their operation to Ohio? And the answer was, answer the damn phone. Find out what the customer wants. Have a governor that acts like it matters that our largest employer is decamping across the country. That never happened. And that so, would change. If I'm your governor, that changes. So, Bessie, one of the things on your list that I love, it's Betsy Johnson, put the people back in charge. You yep. really believe that, don't you? Oh, I do. I do. Particularly, um, we're going to Eastern Oregon uh, on Friday night. Those guys have felt disrespected, ignored, abused for way too long. And every time I go over there, I hear the same story. This governor, hopefully Governor Johnson, knows that there's Oregon east of Bend and south of Eugene. I've flown at my own expense um, east, or, uh, urban legislators over to Eastern Oregon, <coughs> excuse me, to walk around on the ground, to talk to farmers' wives about why they won't let their kids out at dusk for fear of wolves. Um, I grew up in rural Oregon. It was rural then, not so much now. I've represented a rural place and I want to convince um, people that they still matter in this state. Their voice can be heard and they can make a difference in their government and government isn't going to just keep jamming stuff up their nose. So one of your to-do lists is in the state COVID mandates for businesses, schools, and government workers. Explain. Well, I, I think that the way we handled COVID was just uh, wrong. Kate Brown has been everywhere on COVID, nowhere on Portland. And um, and so the, they're backing off the mask mandates now. But I think that the bureaucratic swagger that state agencies march through businesses with OSHA, uh, Oregon Occupational and Health Administration, walking through with the Oregon Liquor Control Commission, threatening people's licenses. Um, we We should we should have worked with them and not like the, the, the nanny state telling them how to run their business. Uh, the best case that I can think of is that the governor had told restaurants that they would be allowed to open for a certain weekend. I forget the date. And all the restaurateurs went out and bought libations and comestibles and were ready for the first big weekend in a long time. And that Thursday, Kate said, no, what do you do with 50 pounds of crab legs? Right. I mean, it's highly perishable. I'm making this up. I, I don't know that anybody had 50 pounds of crab legs, but I'm using crab to make a point. Highly perishable, very expensive commodity. And I asked repeatedly, was there a restaurateur in the room who could give the on-the-ground response to, uh, to what was, is going to happen if you just arbitrarily shut this down? I never got a straight answer. Betsy, what should happen to all these state employees who were fired 
or let go because they wouldn't get the vaccine now that this thing's at, to, at a different point. And, Give them and back their damn job. I mean, I found it incomprehensible that uh, I'll use ODOT snowplow drivers forced to get vaccines. Some of them said I won't. They were terminated. And then everybody acts surprised that there's snow in the pass and the pass is impassable. Yeah. So Alan Thayer, Alan, Thayer says, Alan Thayer says, should those of us that vote in the GOP or Democratic primaries write Betsy in for governor? Absolutely. Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> well, in, in all seriousness, in my last Senate race, I uh, I yeah. was the Republican. I um, uh, uh, won the Democrat nomination. I won the Republican nomination and I won the Independent Party nomination. Uh, and I won with 83% of the vote. So I am delighted to have you write me in. With summer coming, what about the potential for fires due to poor forest management and how to turn that around? Sure. Let me just start with a little bit of history to establish my own bona fides. I believe, but I don't know for a certainty, but I believe that I was the first woman in the United States to be certified to have a water bucket under a helicopter. And I remember this pretty vividly. I was at commercial helicopter pilot for 20 years. I remember this vividly because the, ins the inspector, the FAA check pilot that was supposed to ride with me here in Oregon wouldn't because I was a girl. So they had to send a check pilot up from California. So I owned a helicopter company that fought fires. I've packed a house twice for fire. I've been out on the fire lines. Um, my parents and I allowed our meadow to be used as a hell attack base with my mother running around serving cocoa and coffee in the morning to all the firefighters and the hell attack crews. So I understand fire. Fire has been an absolute scourge in this state and along with it, the smoke. But if there weren't the fires, there wouldn't be the smoke. I think the first step is managing our forests better, which means cutting, thinning, actually getting into the woods and treating them not just like a park that can just grow, but actually managing them. Using the bully pulpit of the governor's office to hector the federal government to be better stewards of their property and to take better care of their assets. Hit initial attack um, with, with fire just as hard as we possibly can. Oregon has a well-earned uh, reputation for initial attack, which means you come in and you get the fire immediately while it's still 10 acres or less. You don't wait like the feds do and do an environmental impact statement, all the rest of this, and the fire's 45,000 uh, acres before they start doing anything. And so we need the right assets on the ground. We need them to be properly trained prior to fire season, employ the National Guard if we need to, have the right air assets, have the right ground assets, make the feds work with us uh, on managing the forest and getting this tinder dry situation shaped up so that we're not faced with the kind of conflagration that we have. So Katie Jean says, I fear Betsy Johnson is just a liberal that has been listening to rural Oregon. We will, will she really be better than shit brown Kate? Is her stance ch changing because she knows it's the only way she might have a chance? Let me answer those backwards. Um, my core values have not changed at all. Um, I decided to run untethered by political ideology because I think the political parties are part of the problem, both in our local situation here in Oregon, as well as nationally. And so um, I've been a Republican, I've been a Democrat, and now I'm electing to run non-affiliated. 
I have found it really um, liberating to not have to toady the ideology of my party. I mean, when you're part of the team, you ride for the team. And uh, as soon as I shed that orthodoxy, I'm now free to turn to the people of Oregon and say, I need only to be loyal um, to you, the citizens of Oregon, and I will come on to the ballot through the power of people's signatures. So um, the real answer is the core Betsy hasn't, hasn't changed. Unfortunately, the first part of that question got away because I chose to answer them backwards. Help. Hold on, I'll get it. The first part is she, they fear you're just oh. a liberal in sheep's clothing. No, I, I grew up in Redmond. Um, I was born in Bend because there was no hospital. When I grew up, Redmond had a, hardly any population at all. It's not rural anymore. Um, all the good things in my life came from my father being in the timber business. I've represented Tillamook, Clats of Columbia counties that are rural counties, uh, natural resource economies. I have gotten heavy support and endorsements from the timber industry, aggregate construction. Um, I live in rural Oregon, uh, getting less so all the time as people flee Portland. But um, I, I will reject the notion that somehow I, I'm just parroting the, the rural Oregon line. Um, no, because <clears throat> I'll tell you from my experience with you, you say what you believe. And so you're not you're not, you still have some, some liberal ideas. Those are who you are. And, but yeah. you're, you're also, you're the first person I've heard say that I'm running for governor to serve Oregon, <clears throat> not to be governor. And I think a lot of people want to be governor, but you, I think you really do want to serve Oregon. I do. And I, if you went to any of my former colleagues in the legislature, they would tell you that my office is famous for constituent services we never asked whether or not, is, is this a Republican problem or a Democrat problem? It was, it's an Oregonian's problem. And more to the point, it's an Oregonian lives in Senate District 16, and we're going to do our goddamnedest to fix your problem. And you have not always been one of the most popular people with your own party. <laughs> uh, that would be correct, Mr. Dancer. I'm not going to win Miss Congeniality. I bucked them on a couple of their really big initiatives, none the least of which was cap and trade. Um, I was one of the people that stopped that and managed to, to earn the, um, uh, the, the title climate denier, which is just bullshit. I mean, I know that there are issues that are uh, affecting our climate, but I, I didn't win any popularity awards by doing that. Um, I, I, I'm pro two-way. That doesn't sit well with my guys. So I reject the notion that I just decided opportunistically to parrot rural Oregon. Uh, you don't learn to speak rural Oregon with the fluency that I do unless you live there, you work there, you meet the people that live and work there. I, so I hope that answers your caller's question. Would you lock down the state again with mandates due to another pandemic? No. What would you do? Well, I think uh, this locking down, I'm not sure, was justified by anybody. Um, the CDC's changed its mind a half a dozen times. Every time somebody got on the TV, whether it was Dr. Fauci or it was Pat Allen, we got different uh, scientific advice about what was going on. Watching people wear masks and deploy masks, I'm not sure that they were efficacious when you can see the gaps in the sides here. Um, I, I certainly would not lock down the state again under any circumstances. You can take prudent precautionary. You know, I sure wash my hands a lot more than I used to. I got one of those little squirty bottle things in my car. 
Um, but locking us down and ruining our economy and torturing our kids for two years with social and emotional and academic growth that they may never get back, I think was the biggest blunder we made. So the answer is without equivocation, no. I, when I first <clears throat> talked to you and you said, you know, Rick, I'm going to run. And, and I hope, I, I think it's okay to talk, to say this guy, don't have, have any problem with it, but um, yeah, what are you going to do? Right. You're, you're just going to join me. But you said one of the main reasons you were running is because it scared the hell out of you. If, if Tina Kotek won. That is still a motivator uh, as, as a native daughter of a state. I love, I am not going to just sit by and surrender the state to Tina Kotek and the very liberal ideology that has been the one party philosophy in the Oregon legislature for the last 40 years. Um, I could have easily gotten reelected to my Senate seat. People used to ask me if I'm going to run for governor. And my standard answer was, I'd rather throw myself in a wood chipper. And finally, <laughs> as people kept saying to me, are you going to just let this go? Are you just going to surrender this to Tina and watch how far down in a hole you can drive your beloved Oregon? And I finally said, no, you know, at my age and with a 20 year voting record tailing me around like a, you know, like a, I don't know even what I'm dragging around 20 years worth of votes. I may seem an improbable messenger for big, bold change in this state, but that's exactly who I am. And that's exactly what I am. At my age, I'm not looking at my yet next U.S. Senate seat. I want to get elected governor to fix shit and to do shit because what we've got going now is, is just unacceptable. Too many people, Rick Dancer, are giving up on our state and leaving us. And when our certified smart guys and our entrepreneurs and our manufacturers and our innovators pack up their U-Hauls and drive to Tennessee, we're screwed. Right. So I'm going to give it one last try. We're working like crazy to elect me. We're doing it the hard way. I'm not going to have any of the underpinning that the traditional D's and R's have. You know this from your exposure to, to politics for as long as you were in the arena. Um, I won't have the National Governors Association. Um, I'm going to rely on people and they've got to believe that I've got their back. I've been their voice down in Salem. Um, I, if Ways and Means hadn't had me in the room the last, I don't know, five or six sessions, um, the place would have looked vastly different. Um, I'm just, I'm not going to give up without a fight. And so that's... Well, maybe someday you'll be governor of Oregon and I'll be governor of Montana. And we'll, we'll, cool, we'll cool. You never know. So, um, Betsy... We could, some, we could do some good work together as opposed to Kate deciding she has to walk in lockstep with Inslee and uh, and Mr. French Laundry down there in California. Uh, we could do the Montana-Oregon uh, Alliance and get some shit done. It'd be dangerous, wouldn't we? <laughs> so I guess my hair do so I look cooler like you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got the glasses going. So you'll be the big glasses and I'll have the big hair and the beard. Cool. So, so Betsy... Um, how do people help? So you're not in the primary. So people understand you will not be on the ballot. You, so what happens after the primary, then you, June 1st, you get to go start writing out. And that's when people need to sign those, those sheets because you have to get 25,000. Is that right? Or well, I, we got to get a lot more than that, Rick. And you know this. How many um, guys we, we have to get by Shamia Fagan, our very um, 
liberal secretary of state, she will be looking for reasons to disallow signatures. And I don't mean to be blasphemous, but I was joking with somebody. I think the baby Jesus could sign one of my petitions and she'd be looking for a reason to get rid of me. So we're going to have to get a whole lot more signatures. We're going to have state or uh, county organizations in every one of the counties, the Betsy Brigade. They're going to help us organize throughout all of Oregon. Uh, I'm going to ask people to go to runbetsyrun.com and sign up. You can ask for swag. You can get a petition. You can get a lawn sign. Um, you can get all that stuff. We can't start circulating petitions until June the 1st. And then we will need to get 25,000 times five, six in order to make sure that there's no funny business in the Secretary of State's office with disallowing signatures. Well, I'm picking up a lot of volunteers for you here right now, Betsy. They're all wanting you. Cool. Well, we're going to get a copy of this and pick up their names. If they would go to runbetsyrun.com and indicate that they'd be willing to be a, a, a community um leader or a county leader, the Betsy Brigade is going to be everywhere and we'll have a regular line of communication to tell people how to gather the signatures so that it's legal. We've made the system very complicated now and we want to make sure that people when they're signing know that their signature counts and know that it won't be disallowed for some trivial reason. Well, another thing we should tell viewers too is you do have the most money because you're getting it from both sides. People you, they're drawn to your, that's what everybody on here is saying is that you're, you're real. And that's what I've always known about you is you're, you know, from the first time I met you is you, you tell it like it is. And it's not always like, I want to hear it, but you tell it like it is. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm sure your husband could tell us a lot of stories. No, don't. No, 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 no. That's that's off limits. Uh, he's got, <laughs> as somebody said that the definition of friendship is mutual vulnerability so that you don't get to talk to him. <laughs> um, but one thing that I'm really proud of is that if you look at our donations, they're from Oregon companies. They're from the companies that have created the jobs and opportunity for the people that I'm honored and, and privileged to represent. Mr. Kristoff, and I'm, I'm not knocking him, but he had a lot of national people. Uh, you know, Angelina Jolie is not going to write me a check. Um, but we've got Oregon companies that are um, supporting me. There are a lot of natural resource to speak to the question of whether I'm just faking rural. Um, we've got a lot of natural resource companies that know that they would have a friend in the governor's office um, if they were fishing, logging, hunting, mining gravel, paving asphalt roads. They would have an open door in Governor Johnson's administration. So... Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being on here and spending your time. I know you got something you got to do at 530. So I want to make sure I get you out of here in time. I bet you're a busy woman. I am a little busier than I anticipated I would be when I pulled the pin out of the grenade that is my life. Um, I hope you have me back. I would love to share with your viewers how the campaign is going, what we're doing. We're coming up on TV to do our first set of, um, of ads. All of us in public life I uh, um, think everybody knows who we are. They don't. And so we're doing um, some introductory adverti uh, advertisements and television. We filmed them last week in Astoria. And uh, then I'm going to steal my husband's airplane and fly all over the state. I want to meet Oregonians where they live and work, not just, you know, call it in from Salem, call it in from Eugene, call it in from Portland. 
So any place that's long enough and flat enough to land a 690 Aero Commander, we're going to be out there talking to people where they live and where they work and finding out what they need rather than having Salem tell them. All right. Betsy Johnson, candidate for governor in Oregon. And anytime we can do anything for you, I will do it. You let me know. Okay. I just have to add one thing just because I think of you when I talk about it. I know how close you were to the Hatfields. And I went down to see Jerry Frank, the last unaffiliated governor who won in Oregon was Julius Meyer, who was Jerry's uncle. And the last time I talked to Jerry right before he died, he took my hand and he said, if Uncle Julius can do it, so can you. And I said, you're goddamn right I can. So <laughs> I'm doing this one for Jerry. Yeah, Mark Hatfield would be so proud of you, wouldn't he? Well, I see Mrs. Hatfield from time to time. I hope they. I, I hope Senator Hatfield would be. I really oh, do. I mean, admire him enormously. Oh yeah, and you helped us with that documentary, and uh, it's just been a friendship ever since. All right, right Betsy. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you later. So that's Bessie Johnson. Um, isn't she awesome? Yeah, that's the real deal, and that's why people are going. Why don't you come out and support this person or this person or this person? I'm like Betsy. Um, I what I say, what I say. And I've said from the beginning that I am endorsing Betsy Johnson and I will never sway from that. So that's how it's going to be. Um, and if you're one of those people who thinks, you know, why didn't she, you know, she's a Democrat and she was a Democrat. Well, you know what? People change ideas and her ideas haven't changed, but she also understands Oregonians. And I think we need that uh, more than doing the same thing. You know, the definition of insanity is when you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And if I hear one more person said, say, I'm not going to vote for her because she was once a Democrat. Well, you're, you're going to end up with a Democrat. Tina Kotek will be your governor if you have that attitude. It's my opinion. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. So I am going to go in here and lose my branding. And then I'm going to pull up um, Derek Roser. Hey, Derek, you're on, buddy. Am I on? I'm, I'm yeah. climbing into my, um, I'm, I'm here at Blue Rose Auto. And I'm climbing into where it's a little bit quiet. So. Oh, good idea. A sound studio. Look at you. Yeah. You're I'm, uh, I'm going to be quiet today. So anyway, now I'm sitting inside. Uh, well, I'm sitting inside my my Bronco at Blue Rose Auto, and that's going to be the the business that I'm uh, spotlighting today, Rick. So, so what did um, they do? What does Blue Rose do? So Blue Rose does a lot of different stuff, and and I'm going to get the the owner in here. He can hop in. Oh, have uh, have Tristan oh. hop in. So um, they do auto detailing. They do uh, they do some fleet service, but I'm going to get him in here and have him talk more about it. But we have a question for people and tell them what they get if they win. I'm going to put the question up here. Yeah. So the question um, for all you real estate fans out there is how many active single family homes are currently for sale in Springfield, Oregon? And whoever whoever's the first one to get the answer to that. Um, is going to get a, a voucher for two hundred dollars worth of service um, detail work at, uh, cool. at Blue Rose Auto. So, oh, this so is that's a pretty inside? that's a pretty cool deal. And I'm gonna no, I'm gonna get us around here. Um, so this is this is Treston. Hey, Rick. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Grew so up watching you. Oh, well, right hey. next to Tom Brokaw and uh, Peter Jennings. <laughs> yeah, they're all gone. <laughs> hey, my man, so what do you, so, you know, I used to have a client and they had a car wash that had this coating they put on. And I know it's not what you do. Yours is the real deal. What is oh, this? Yeah. What is it that you do? I mean, you do, you mean the shop in yeah. general? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So Blue Rose has been around since 94. 
right? So in terms of what all do we do, we work on everything. RVs, boats, coaches, motorcycles, cars, fleet vehicles. We do paint correction, like scratch removal, protections, full interior details, full ripouts of vehicles for mice issues, mice infestation, mold remediation. So we're not just a detail company, uh, we're a cleaning company as well, right? So what is the what is it that you're doing to Derek's um, rig? I'm going to show his rig. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good that's a good before picture. This is before. Yeah. So before. Yeah. So on Derek's, uh, what we did is we installed a six-year ceramic coating, right? And so everybody's aware of uh waxes right carnival wax waxes that protect the clear coat the ceramic coating is a hundred times better it's like another glass shield that goes over the clear coat or in his case uh the vehicle wrap and what it does is it protects it against the elements the chemical on the road uh the uv rays from the sun so and and it'll protect it for about six years Seriously, for six yeah. years, and yeah, and it'll help it against fine scratches, right? So, and you—I mean, I don't mean to be, but you'd be stupid not to do this because if you get a brand new car mm -hmm. and you have that paint job on, this would keep that intact more than likely for at least yeah. six years and from scratches. And everybody hates that first scratch. Yeah. Huh? Well, you know how like the how like the newer vehicles and the black vehicles—it's really hard to keep clean. So the ceramic coating puts this layer on so it's harder to scratch the surface making the paint appear dull right wow yeah so it's how, pretty cool stuff so you does you just put it on is there like a process where you 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 how do you get that on there so do you paint it on or is it something no no so I, yeah so what we did on uh derek's <clears throat> washed everything down we did a paint correction right we buffed and polished it to make the surface perfect right and then we seal it in with the ceramic coating and professionals have to do it. You have to be trained to do it because it's not like putting on a coat of wax. You have to take little sections at a time. And if you don't pull it off in time, it hardens and just looks really bad. Wow. Yeah. So in terms of detailing, what's the what's the hardest thing that you uh, or the, the thing that's the most difficult thing you have to do with detailing? I would say doing a full interior rip out for the purpose of mold remediation, right? Mold removal or mice issues, right? So when mice get in the vehicle, <laughs> uh, they get in through the engine compartment, through the uh, cabin, air, uh, cabin air filter, and then they start rummaging inside the vehicle, right? And a lot of people don't know, but a lot of times comprehensive insurance covers that, right? But to answer your question, when mice get in the vehicle, they get all in behind the dashboard. So the only way to really clean it, you got to remove everything. And, uh, you know, thankfully, we have a mechanic shop. So we're able to take everything apart and clean everything properly. And then do a full interior rip out because mice poop and mice pee and everything. So I would say those are the two hardest ones. Wow. And, and, and that happens more often than people think, oh, yeah. doesn't it? It happens a lot more during the winter time because mice get cold and then they try to find warmth and they get in through the engine compartment and then they're like, oh, wait, hey, we can get inside the vehicle through the um, blow, uh, the cabin air filter area. Wow. Yeah. 
So where are you guys located? Uh, we just moved, uh, 35th and Olympic, uh, 13,000 square feet, uh, six drive-through bays, 14 and a half foot clearance. So now we can get all our um, 45 foot coaches in with no problem. Can you install headliners? Uh, Somebody- yes, we can. Um, how much for ceramic coating <laughs> on a 2015 Tacoma? <laughs> uh, what, what color is it? What color is your Tacoma, Terry? <laughs> so, um, Derek, are your people watching the numbers? Because I've got, we got like lots of, we got some close that are pretty close. Casey's, yeah, Casey's watching the numbers. Okay, Casey's yeah. got it. Okay, good. Because they're getting close. You guys, nobody has it right on, but some of you are really, really close. I did give you a tip that it's under 100. We had people guessing, Derek, 300, 350. Oh. Um, I think people think there's more housing available out there than there really is. And oh, that's, my gosh. That's a yeah, huge even, issue, isn't and, it? Yeah, inventory's pretty starved right now. So, guess a little lower than 100. <laughs> um, it's black. The Tacoma is black. Oh. Um, <clears throat> So that could range, right? The condition of the paint before we seal it in with a six-year coating. The condition matters on how much work that needs to be done because we want the surface perfect before we seal it in for six years. Right. So that could vary, but above the paint correction, making the surface perfect, the ceramic coating itself could be about twelve, fifteen hundred bucks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, if you think about what you're saving. Oh yeah, yeah. To get, yeah. you have a bunch of scratches. I, I already know how that works. You guys, there are so many guesses on here, and you guys are super close. Oh, Nancy, you are so close. It's like you, you, if we were playing hot potato, it'd be you're really, really hot. You're, <laughs> well, you could just say Rick Dancer said you're really, really hot. But if, hey, so so I'm back to me. How did that happen, Rick? I got this new toy. It's this gimbal, and and it just switched back to me. I didn't really want to have you look at me again yet, but. Um, but but here's the thing. So yeah. you're going to give a $200 gift card, basically. Yeah. So I'm doing a $200 voucher for uh, whoever gets answers this question that we've got out there uh-huh. is going to get a $200 voucher. And then um, Blue Rose is actually generous enough to add another two $200 vouchers. And we're going to actually um, do a separate drawing for those like we do every 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 uh, every month. And go to um, leads at Rosa Real Estate Group. Nominate a business. Um, I'm going to expand this a hey, little wait. bit. We have a winner, Deanna Mason Phillips. You just won. Awesome. <laughs> forty-three. Forty-three is forty-three. And yep. Deanna Mason Phillips, you are the winner of that two hundred dollars. Now, for the rest <laughs> of you, here's. Oh, is somebody screaming? That's Casey screaming in oh, the background. Yeah. Casey screaming, and, and I thought it was Deanna. So how are you going to give those other two away? So there's two more $200 so, gift cards. So what So what we're going to do is, um, Rick, I'm going to open this up a little bit more. I want all your listeners out there that have a, that have a business, know of a business, um, nonprofits. I want to open this up to nonprofits and service organizations. So um, email your nominations to to me at leads at rosarealestategroup.com and rick you can run that across i don't know if you can run that across your rear board or not but um, it's on there right now yeah leads at rosa and what i want to do is i just want to get as many nominations and give people an opportunity to experience what blue rose has to offer and you know and like i say nonprofits, service organizations businesses and um just just throw them out there that way you know that way they're learning about blue rose and what they can do and you know it's it's a win-win for everybody um 
and we're gonna we're gonna do a show on the, their nomination, right? Yeah, we're gonna do a show on their nomination. Yeah. You nominate a business or a nonprofit for us to show on the on this show, and and uh, Derek's gonna pick a winner and two winners, and there'll be two more what two hundred dollar gift cards uh, to yeah. Blue Rose. Um, yeah. Derek, just I want you to have to go through this hell that I go through. So here is Chad saying, "Hey, nice hair, Derek." Ah, oh, that's because what? Derek's now going to my barber shop. So Rick, I just went. To, I did. I went to your barber shop for the first time. Those guys are fantastic. I'll tell you what. I want to do a show there. Those guys are fun. You should do one with Renegade. That would be really fun. Mario exactly. and them. Would be great. You just pick them, and um, that'll be great. No. But yeah. But see, this so, is what it's like when you start getting hair like that. Now you're going to have comments, and you're going to have people just talking about your damn hair. I know. So you know, I uh, I walked in the door my first time, and there's a jar of. Uh, Okay, there's a jar of dum-dums, you know, the lollipop sucker things. Uh -huh. first, the first thing they asked me is, are these lollipops or suckers? And that was, I think, a test to see what, where I stood. Are these, a, is this a lollipop or a sucker? So there was a big debate on that, but it was, it was a fun, it was a fun experience. And I think they did a great job. Oh, Chad, cut your hair. It's Chad <laughs> who cut your hair. <laughs> he, on here and he said, I cut his hair. So Chad's your guy. Um, Okay, so Chad, we'll do a show on you. Tell Mario he's out because uh, I don't work. Second, so did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Oh, you just no. I lost you there for a second. My phone rang. So, okay. are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh oh, I lost the volume. Hello, hello. I lost the volume, bud. Okay. Well, did you see that, Cassie? Can you can you get him to see that? It's I cut his hair. Well, it's, it's, can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, I can't hear you. <clears throat> All right. Are well, we won't say anything bad. Um, I won't even. Uh, I won't even be able to answer any of your questions because I can't hear what you're saying. The, the phone rang. I'm going to take you outside, Rick, and walk. Do a quick walk around. Okay. Okay. So. So Derek's going to walk us around and show that. There it is. This is the beautiful neuropathy. Oh, that does. It looks nice. Look at that. Look how shiny that is. Oh, man. I want to have that done to my truck, except in Montana, I have mud on my truck all the time. It <laughs> doesn't do me a lot of good. Wow, look at that. Oh. Anyway. Well, you're back with me, and that's all we get. So okay. I, can't, I don't have any more volume, so we'll talk later, Rick. Okay. All, all right. right. So again, you guys, that's Derek Roser, uh, Roser Real Estate Group. Um, and they are – so we have Deanna. She won the $200 uh, for guessing the right number uh, coupon for the for a, um, Blue Rose. But there are two more $200 gift cards. And so what you need to do to win that is go to the uh, address we had on there, leads at roserrealestategroup.com and uh, give them a name of something. Like it can be the, the Renegade Barbershop. It can be a nonprofit, the Green Hill Humane Society, something you want to focus on. Derek will pick two and there'll be $200 that you guys will get for that. Okay. All right. So what you can do for us is share this on your page. Let other people know what we're doing, what's going on. Let them hear from Betsy. Let them see what Derek's doing. Let them see what Auto, our Blue Rose Auto's doing. Um, that's what we're here for, to expose people to new things and different ideas and that kind of stuff. So if you share it, it just helps us all the more. All right. I'm Rick Dancer. Tomorrow night, what do we have going on tomorrow night? Well, let's see here.
Mercury Metal, uh, one of our uh, awesome clients. Uh, they do fabrication and metalwork, some outstanding stuff. Mike's going to be live with us tomorrow night. Lonnie Woodruff uh, with Transworld um, Business Advisors is going to come on and talk about if you're bored with your job and your life and you're looking at a business, he can sit down with you and, and help you if you have a business to sell it or if you're just somebody that's going, I don't even know what businesses are out there. And he can help you find something. And he, that, he's an expert at that. And then Albert Taylor. Um, uh, endless possibilities. They're going to have uh, one of their clients and one of their people who work with their clients on the show tomorrow. It's always a charming night when we have them. So we're going to have three live interviews plus Kim Stark live from Sun River uh, where she's picking up a story over there to share with you guys tomorrow night as well. So uh, that's how it works. That's what we're doing. I'm Rick Dancer. Have a great night. And again, thank you, Betsy Johnson. Uh, love that woman. And thank you, Derek, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, and Buck Sanitary Service. Um, you're all our sponsors. We couldn't do this without you.